Well, this was a long time coming. I was planning on doing this for a while, but uh, why not? This is your official AEW all-out thoughts and reactions. I am your host, the one, the only Phoenix that rises from the ashes, Shino Phoenix here, and I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in to this review of AEW All Out. I was going to do it uh, on Wednesday, but I've been ripping and running pretty much wrestling-wise because I just talked about Evolve 133 and 134. I talked about NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff. I just finished watching uh, New Japan's Royal Quest, which I'll talk about on episode 29 of the podcast. It's just a lot of wrestling. I've been pretty uh, all over the place, but... I want to thank you guys for tuning into this uh, review for All Out, which I honestly thought was a really great show. I wouldn't say it was the best show, but like, no, I take that back. I think this was better than uh, Double or Nothing. Yeah, I, I I take that back. I think that is I think it was way better than Double or Nothing. But got a lot of good matches, some decent ones, a lot of great matches, and some crazy holy shit matches. But, as always, you guys know the drill. Follow me on Twitter, at ShinoDPhoenix. Follow me on Instagram, at CoolManSip. Like the Facebook page, and I want to give a shout-out to my good friends at Anchor, who have been the best sponsors of this podcast. Why do I use Anchor, you ask? Why is it easy to use Anchor? Simple, because this is your best place to start your career as a podcaster, believe me. Believe me, I know I'm sounding like a broken record every time I talk about it, but I have to give them a shout out because I would not be doing my job. So Anchor is a really great place to start your podcast. You could talk about anything. I talk wrestling because wrestling is one of my favorite things in life. And all you got to do is sign up. Go to anchor.fm slash start. It is 100% free. It is really easy to use, and not only that, they will distribute your podcast to other platforms like iTunes, which you guys leave a five-star rating, please, because that really does much for me. Um, follow, you could do it on Spotify. You can follow me there on Stitcher Radio and other platforms. Like I really would appreciate you guys if you want to start your podcast. Look no further than Anchor. If you want to know where you found it, Thank me. Just thank me. So let's get on to this review. I want to talk about the buy-in show. We started things off with the 21 Women Casino Battle Royale. I didn't take much notes from this, but because uh, it was all over the place. It was decent. I would say that. It was decent for what it was. Everyone got their chance to shine in the match. But I'm just going to go through uh, the clubs, the diamonds, the spades, the hearts, and the joker. Now, the first ones, the clubs that were in the ring were Shalandra Royal, don't know who she is, Leva Bates, the librarian, shh, uh, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry, uh, I'm gonna shush, uh, I'm gonna shush, I, I'm pr- I promise, I, I promise, actually, I'm not, uh, Fabi Apache, Priscilla Kelly, which I was happy to see in one of my picks to uh, be in that uh, battle royal, because she is married to Darby Allen. And Nyla Rose, who literally, literally impressed me so much in that match. In the Diamonds, we got Penelope Ford, Shaza McKenzie, which I was happy to see her get the opportunity, Sadie Gibbs, Ariel Big Swole, Monroe, 
and Britt Baker, DMD. In the spade side, we got Impacts to Neil Dashwood. Now, I did hear rumors. I, like, I don't have no source, okay? But I did hear rumors in the wrestling community saying that Impact might work, might be having a working relationship with, uh, with AEW. Like, I could see that happening. I honestly could see that happening. Uh, we got Ivelisse, Bea Priestley, Brandy Rhodes, and Awesome Kong. On the hearts, we got Allie, Little Swole, Nicole Savoy, which I was very excited for because I, I'm actually friends with Nicole Savoy. We're gaming buddies. We're gaming buddies. Um, Teal Piper, ODB, and Jazz, and the Joker was Mercedes Martinez. And a little fun fact, that gear she wore, that was made from Lufisto, the great wounded owl Lufisto. So, good job, Lufisto. You did a great job. And, and Mercedes, she got a nice ovation. Now, I don't know if people want Mercedes to be in the AEW roster. I mean, that would be a nice get. But I honestly think she could be just freelancing just going around doing what she wants. And if she wants to sign, that's on her. Like, I'm not going to force uh, her to uh, sign with AEW. Like, I want her to choose if she wants to go or not. If she wants to continue freelancing, that's fine by me. But some of the highlights in this match that I got, there was uh, Peter who placed uh, books to keep Leva from being eliminated. Like, by the way, Nyla Rose got the most eliminations in that match. Britt charges at Bea Priestley when she made her entrance. We had Savoy hit a suicide dive on Jazz, Bea, Britt, and ODB. And we got that nice face-off between Jazz, uh, ODB, Awesome Kong, and Nyla Rose, which everyone went crazy for. And like I said, the fun fact, Lufisto made the gear for uh, Mercedes Martinez. She came up with that, so kudos to Lufisto. The final four was Mercedes Martinez, Britt Baker, Nyla Rose, and Bea Priestley. Now, there was this one part when Nyla was in the apron, and Bea and Britt were trying to eliminate her, and she did this cartwheel kick, which actually got people, like, like, like people were just were in awe seeing that. And I'm like, that is amazing. That is absolutely amazing. We had Britt... Hitting a standing Canadian destroyer on Bia, which was awesome. She eliminates Bia. And Bia actually helped Nyla Rose eliminate Britt Baker. And Nyla wins the Battle Royal. And she would be going to Washington, D.C., her hometown, to challenge for the AEW Women's Championship. Which, like I, like I said, it was decent. There was some sloppy moments here and there. But everyone got their chance to shine. And that's what I like. That's what I like. I'm glad everyone got the chance to showcase what they can do. We had Private Party versus Angelico and Jack Evans. Angelico and Isaiah Cassidy started this match off. This was awesome. This was absolutely awesome. This match in general was absolutely awesome. Both men started mat wrestling. Isaiah hit a nice arm drag on Angelico. Jack Evans and Mark Quinn get the tag. Quinn's hit a nice runner and he does it with his hands on his head. On the back of his head. But Evans flips out of it. Evans hits an arm drag. But Quinn flips out of it. And the glasses actually came off. When he flipped out of it. And one of the biggest sins. One of the biggest despicable acts ever. You kicked 
Mark Quinn's sunglasses out of the ring. And by the way, I think him wearing sunglasses while wrestling makes him look really cool. But that is a despicable act, Jack Jack Evans. Damn you! <laughs> anyway, uh, Cassidy... Now, never mind. No, I, I skipped ahead. Uh, Mark Quinn, he hit a, a corkscrew kick, which was awesome on Evans. Cassidy tags in. He lays strikes on Evans. Evans then hit a springboard corkscrew to Quinn, and he follows it up for a two count. And Helico and Evans hit a backdrop double stomp combination, going for the cover for a two count. Quinn makes a nice hot tag. He goes coast to coast and tags Isaiah Cassidy. Isaiah hits a run on Angelico, hits an enziguri on Evans, and I love it when Isaiah did that uh, moonsault, that springboard moonsault on Angelico, and he did that nice sc- that scream that I crack up every time. But that was just that was awesome, that was absolutely awesome. Um, Isaiah then hit the middle rope moonsault press on Jack, goes for the cover for a two count. Quinn gets tagged in. They double team Evans. Cassidy hits a tornado DDT on Angelico, and it just looked picture-perfect fluid. It looked fluid when uh, he did that. Cassidy hit a tornado D- Like I said, Cassidy hit an assisted uh, sliced bread and hit a corkscrew dive on Angelico on the outside. Um, Quinn hit a top-rope shooting star press on Evans. That elevation of that shooting star press Oh my goodness, that is awesome. And Cassidy, like, and Cassidy pins him only for a near fall. Evans hit an avalanche German suplex, misses, misses a 630. Helico hits a corkscrew kick on Cassidy. Evans hit the assisted 450 splash for a near fall. Quinn hit uh, a Pele kick on Helico. And this ending of the match was absolutely flawless. Whoever came up with this, whoever produced that match, I I gotta uh, I, I gotta give you a round of applause because that ending was absolutely awesome. So Quinn hits a Pele kick on Angelico, hits the poison rana on Evans, and Cassidy follows with a poison rana as well. Private party hit gin and juice on Angelico and that was it. And this was awesome. And I love great tag team wrestling. So, post-match, Angelico and, and Jack Evans are party poopers. They attack Private Party, and they attack Mark Quinn's leg, like I said, with the crowd chanting party pooper. And that was it for the buy-in. Now, they did have um a vignette for this guy named Wardlow. I don't know who he is, but uh, we're going to be seeing him in AEW pretty soon. So, you know, I, I, I mean... I like to see what new talent is capable of if I don't know who they are, but I think, like, we'll just have to wait and see. I don't know. Just have to wait and see. Now, we start the main card off with SCU versus Jurassic Express, which automatically is my favorite team in AEW right now. Luchasaurus, man. I will say this, and I hope to God this happens. If they put the AEW world title on Luchasaurus, the crowd will be losing their minds. And that's just for future points. Just throwing that out there. Now, I also love the entrance of Jungle Express. Luchasaurus uh, was walking while Jungle Boy was riding on uh, Luchasaurus' back, which I thought was awesome. 
And of course, Marco stunt slide under uh, Luchasaurus. Now, Jungle Boy and Frankie Kazarian started things off. Uh, they uh, trade pins with each other. Daniels made the tag and he chops Jungle Boy. He follows back with the Rana and an Arabian arm drag, which looked nice, into a drop kick. Luchasaurus tags in. Crowd is super over for this guy. And he lays some strikes on on Daniels. Marco Stunt gets the tag. Hits a Rana. Does a jumping drop kick and a shining wizard on Daniels. And he does the backpack da- kid dance. I don't know what it is with that dance. I'm already tired of it. I'm just tired of it. Seen it everywhere I go. Marco, he hits a tope suicida on Daniels and Jungle Boy dives on SCU. Luchasaurus, Luchasaurus, he hits a step up uh, tope on everyone and the crowd goes wild. <clears throat> Marco, he dives off of Luchasaurus, hits a diving crossbody on Daniels, goes with a cover only for a two count. Kazarian gets the blind tag and he drop kicks Jungle Boy. Sky hits a double stomp on the back of uh, Jungle Boy. And I never want to see Christopher Daniels do this ever again. Like, he stared at Marco Stunt and he did the backpack kid dance. And I I just like, I cringed when I watched it. I'm like, dear God, please don't do that ever again. And I like Christopher Daniels. The dude is awesome. Dude is absolutely awesome. Um... SCU hit a sit-out powerbomb neckbreaker combination on Jungle Boy, only for a two-count. We get a spinning clothesline by Jungle Boy. He tags in Luchasaurus, and he lays out SCU single-handedly. And you could play the Power Rangers uh, fight uh, music, and it will fit perfectly with him literally single-handedly kicking SCU's ass. Um, Luchasaurus, he chokeslam Frankie Gazarian, hits a moonsault. A standing moonsault for a two count. Jurassic Express teamed up on Kazarian when Stunt hit a tornado DDT on Kazarian for a two count. Sky hit a tope con Hilo on Luchasaurus. And SCU finally finished the match off with the best Meltzer ever or the best moonsault ever or in short BME on both Jungle Boy and Marco Stunt which was awesome. And he pin- they pinned Marco Stunt to win. Which was a great opening match, and they I like how SEU is being portrayed as the veterans, and they're show, and you got the new young guys like Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, and Marco Stunt, but they showed respect to them, and I could really appreciate that. That was absolutely awesome. Pac versus Kenny Omega. I, I will say this about Kenny Omega's Battle Cry theme. I'm getting used to it now. Okay, like. It, I was on that mess scale, but now I'm starting to get used to it. But it's not, I mean, it's no Devil Sky. Just throwing it out there. It's no Devil Sky, but I'm automatically getting used to it for now. And who knows? I might like it in the future. Now, both men, they locked up. And Omega, they hit a, he hit a short attack on Pac, but he kips up. Pac hits a Rana on Omega. He uh, counters Omega's plancha. And with the knees on the ribs, he kicks him on the ribs. Pac hits a missile drop kick on Omega. And Omega follows with a clothesline. And he clotheslined him out of the ring. Omega hits a tope con Hilo. Let me uh, do my uh, Terminator clap. 
There we go. I have to get it out there. Mega hits a missile dropkick on the back of Pac, follows it up with a fisherman buster, goes for the cover only for a two count. Kenny Omega then hits the you can't escape uh Street Fighter. Kenny, you you Street Fighter main. <laughs> and Pac moves out of the moonsault and spikes him with a DDT. Pac hits a moonsault off the top on the outside and his ankle, like like the way his ankle hit the bar barricade. I was more concerned for that, but he managed to hit Kenny with that, but the way his ankle hit the barricade, Jesus Christ, man. Jesus Christ. Pac uh, brings Kenny back to the ring. He hits a 450 splash for a close near fall. Both men were trading strikes. Kenny Omega hits the push kick, follows it up with a buckle bomb and a sky-high spine buster for a near fall. Omega counters the spring... I don't know what uh he I don't know what Pac was trying to do, but he countered uh his springboard attack with a drop kick, hits Ushigoroshi on Pac. We had a V trigger connect and hits an electric chair German suplex like he was looking for the one winged angel, but Pac fought out of it and he and Kenny turned it into an electric chair German suplex. Which I thought was a nice spot for a near fall. Pac fights out of the Tiger Driver. Pac then hits a slingshot ace crusher on Omega, hits the snap German, and follows it up with a deadlift German suplex. Someone must be liking Suplex City <laughs> for a near fall. Omega hits a snap dragon suplex, followed up by a V-trigger for a near fall. Pac super kicks Omega, and Kenny just hits two V-triggers. Can we activate those V-triggers, please? Because I'm hitting, I'm hitting the buttons at the same time. Omega look for the... Now, the Poison Rana, like, I don't know if they were trying to go for the Poison Rana, but it was completely botched. Omega hit the knee strike, looked for the one-ringed angel, and Pac hits the Brutalizer. He applies the Brutalizer, and Kenny Omega fades. This was an excellent match. This was an excellent match, and the crowd was literally shocked. I thought Kenny was going to win and challenge Chris Jericho for the AEW title. Oops, spoiler alert. Oh, I mean, it's not a spoiler because we all know that Chris Jericho was going to win regardless. But that's what I thought was going to happen. But we had other plans change. I don't know what you guys want me to say about this match. I, I, I have no words to say about this match because this was absolutely fucking insane. We had Darby Allen versus Jimmy Havoc versus Joy Janela in a Cracker Barrel Clash. Now, the... I, I just, I don't know what I could say. This was insane. And I knew it was going to be insane because these three men are not afraid to put their bodies on the line. So we start things off with Havoc. He pulled out a table, but he grabbed the stable gun and he staples himself. That is one sick bastard. Darby grabs a cup and a tape. Like, and he just taped Darby through the chair. He pours thumbtacks in his mouth and Joey tapes his mouth shut and the alliance is over and they just started to brawl. Allen hit a tope suicida on Janela, hit an arm drag uh, and a stunner on him. Darby Allen, he dives, he hit Jimmy Havoc. J Janela hits an Emerald Flosion on Allen on the apron, which was... Uh, Havoc, he spat out the thumbtack, threw it in Janela. Havoc pulled out a staple gun and a paper. Remember this. 
He hit a Michinoka driver only for a two count. And what's worse, breaking your leg or getting paper cuts? Like, I had paper cuts before, but man, they are painful as hell. Like, like Jimmy Havoc, he he just sliced um Janela's fingers with the uh, with the uh, paper. He stapled, he used a staple gun to staple his forehead. Goes for the monkey flip, but Janela he just lands perfectly on the chair. Like, yeah, it's no big deal. And he takes the paper and cuts it between his mouth, which was just brutal. Now, and he hits a brain. And Janela, he hit the uh, brain buster on the chair. Joey Janela then hit a sunset flip power bomb on Darby through the table. Janela then misses the moonsault on the outside. I don't know why, but like I said, he doesn't care. He's a bad boy. Um, Havoc hits uh, Janela with a tray of biscuits. Not the biscuits. You wasted perfect good biscuits. What the tray? How dare you, Jimmy? How dare you? The crowd's chanting, we want barrels. Darby is back up. He pulls out a skateboard because, you know, he used to be a skate... He used to skateboard at the time. And the bottom is covered in thumbtacks. And Jimmy Havoc, he punched the bottom, and I knew that would be painful. And he skateboards on the... Like, the back... Of Joey Janela. Like, the thumbtacks was literally stuck right in the back of Joey Janela. And I'm like, this is just too much. And he tries to... And Darby Allen, he hits a coffin drop on Havoc through the table. He pulls the steps and he grabs a cracker barrel. And hit. he goes with a coffin drop, but he crashed and burned. Like, like I said, like I've been following Darby Allen throughout his work in Evolve... During his time in WWN, the man is not afraid to put his body on the line. I'm dead serious. And now, for those who are watching Darby Allin for the first time, now you know. Janela then hit a draping DDT on Havoc and hit the top rope Macho Man elbow drop for a close near fall. Havoc then superplexed uh, Janela's leg through the barrel and hits an acid rainmaker to win the match, and all I can say is this was just absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. These guys absolutely killed it, and this was one of my favorite matches so far. We have the Dark Order versus the Best Friends. The winner, they get the first round bye for the AEW uh, tournament, the the AEW Tag Team Tournament. I don't know what it is with this match. I mean, it's not bad. The match wasn't bad, but the crowd was just pretty underwhelmed, to say the least. That's the word. They were underwhelmed. But this was pretty good. I don't know why people are not uh, a fan of the Dark Order. I don't know why. Probably it's just not... They're just not um, over with the crowd. They don't know who they are or something like that. But they put on good matches. Stu Grayson and Chuck Taylor, they started the match off. The best friends, they hug after taking out the Dark Order. And camera shot like Okada. Like Okada. Um... Grayson tags in only to get chopped by Trent. Uno grabs the leg and Grayson drop kicks Trent. Dark Order, they were in control for the match. They hit a Enziguri brain buster combination for a, a nice two count. Chucky T gets the hot tag, runs wild on the Dark Order, hits 
Um, T, he was hitting the uh, sliced bread on Uno and hitting a pop-up powerbomb on Stu for a close near fall. Trent then hit a pop-up German suplex on Stu. Grayson, best friends, hit the long dart ace crusher combination for a two count. Stu did a matrix invasion and hit a double Pele kick on best friends. The Dark Order hit the Centon 630 splash combination on Best Friends for a near fall. Best Friends, they hit a knee strike. They followed it up with the Soul Food half and half suplex for a near fall. Chucky T hits off a waffle on Stu and Trent covers for a near fall. The Creepers, so they creeped. Yeah, they creeped on all the Chucky. Yeah, they, they attacked Chucky T. Uh, the Dark Order, they hit Fatality on Trent, and they get the first round by. This was a decent match for what it was, but the crowd was just, like, I think they were underwhelmed, or they were just fatigued or exhausted after the last match. So, the Dark Order, they were going to take Trent away, but the lights go out. And who shows up as I get my glasses, and I put them on, and I put my hands in my pocket. Nothing but Orange Cassidy. I transformed into Orange Cassidy. He do- he does a suicide dive, takes out the Creepers with his hands on his pockets, and he kips up with his hands on his po- in his pockets. This was awesome, man. This was I love that uh, part of the show, of that match in general. I thought that was awesome. We move on to our next match, and before we move on to that, yes, the best friends they hugged Orange Cassidy, which that was awesome. That was also awesome. Uh, our next match is Riho versus Hikaru Shida. Now, the winner will face Nyla Rose for the AEW Women's Championship on October 2nd in TNT. Shida hit a backbreaker for a two-count as Riho bridges out of it, which was awesome. Shida then hit a leaping knee strike on Riho and hit another backbreaker for a two-count and applies the Boston Crab on Riho, transitions it into a half-Boston Crab. Sheeta then hits a hanging backbreaker on Riho and hits a running knee strike on the back of her head and goes for the cover only for a two count. Riho then hits the head scissors takedown. This is where the momentum changed. She hits a diving foot stomp on the ribs of Sheeta off the apron. Like, like she dived off the top and landed on the apron. Riho then hit a diving crossbody for a two count. Sheeta, she catches the 619, turns it into a stretch muffler, and Riho rolls her up only for a two count. Uh, Riho then rolls up Sheeta, follows it up with a diving stomp, and Hikaru hits Riho with the knee strike. Both women are down. Sheeta then hit a delayed suplex on Riho, and she followed it up with a running knee strike, goes for the cover only for a two count. Riho then cradles uh, Sheeta for a two count. Sheeta then hits a superplex on Riho for a close near fall. Riho hits the uh, Northern Light suplex, and she goes for the draping double double stomp on the chest of Hikaru Shida. Go, and then hits the double knees. Goes for the near fall. Hikaru hits a backbreaker, one, two, and two point nine. Riho hits a beautiful tilt to whirl into a really nice cradle. Pins Hikaru Shida, and she will be challenging Nyla Rose for the AEW Women's Championship on October 2nd. This was this was a good match, I'm not going to lie. 
this was a good match. But I think we all know that I don't think I don't see Riho winning this. I think that they've been building up Nyla Rose pretty strong, and I really see her winning. And it's in Washington D.C. and that's her hometown, if I am correct. And I think they want to give her this big win, and uh, the first AEW tapings in in Washington D.C. So I think it's kind of predictable that we know who's gonna win this, but I think. I think Riho won't stand a chance, even though she did beat her at Fighter Fest. But I don't think she's not going to beat her on the television debut. Sean Spears versus Cody. This wasn't the storytelling here was absolutely excellent. Now I did like Cody's entrance. They came out as Star Trek, like a Star Trek X theme. He showed off his geeky side. But the big talking point is what is the dog Pharaoh now. Pyro went off, Pharaoh was trying to run back, and they pulled, like, they were trying to bring him back. Talk about some, uh, like, Pharaoh, he got scared of the Pyro going off, and I'm like, talk about being a responsible pet owner, and I know for a fact Brandy got on Cody for that. So, who is going to be in uh, Cody's corner? Is it going to be Diamond Dallas Page, his wife Brandy, or is it going to be his best friend, MJF Maxwell Jacob Freeman. So who did he pick? If you guess MJF, you are correct. He picked Maxwell or Jacob Freeman. Cody hits a suicide dive on on a Spears and even hits Tully Blanchard. Like he just punches Tully Blanchard. Tully's hardcore. Even at his age, he still could kick ass. They brawl through the crowd on the outside. Cody he hits a power slam on the outside. Tully Blanchard grabbed Cody's arm, and Sean Spears hits below the belt, goes for the inner school of Shinsuke Nakamura, hits him below. Crowd chanting, fuck you, Sean Spears. He's in control of the most part of the match. And I like where he grabbed the water bottle, drinks it so he can stay hydrated, and he spits the water in Cody's face. Um, Cody, he paid homage to his older brother, Dustin, uh, Sean hits a draping DDT on the apron. He rolls Cody back into the ring for a two count. And he was about to hit uh, Cody with his own uh, muscle belt. And Earl fires back and he backs off Spears. He's like, okay, okay, here, take it, take it. Not knowing that he's got Tully Blanchard's belt and he whips him with the belt. Now, it fires up Cody and he hits a springboard ace crusher on Spears. Spears reversed the figure four immediately, turned it into, like, he just reverses it immediately. Spears then hit a, like, on the outside, this was the most brutal part of this match. Spears hit a running Death Valley driver on the ramp. Cody hits the cross rope, and it was, it should be over right there, but Tully Blanchard distracts the ref. He distracts Earl Hebner. MJF, he wants to fight Tully Blanchard. Spears boots MJF with a bicycle kick. Tully, on the outside, was attacking MJF. Out of nowhere comes Arn Anderson, and he still can hit that spine buster, and it is a thing of beauty. And the way Sean Spears sold that was absolutely perfect. Absolutely perfect. And Tully is just standing there shocked, like, what are you doing, man? What are you doing? It's like, Arn, like, no, 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 enough of this interference bullshit. I want a fair fight. That's all I want. 
Sean grabs a chair, but Cody hits a face buster on him. He pays homage to his father with the bionic elbow, hits a, a chair-assisted disaster kick, and hits crossroads to win the match. I thought this was great. The storytelling was great. The match was really good, despite being like despite the interferences. I know it could get, I know people could get tired of it, but I thought it was really good. And there was seeds planted on MJF turning on Cody. So I see a, a big storyline between MJF and Cody in the future. So keep an eye on that. Next match, I I, I don't even know what I should say about this. I honestly thought this was the best match of the night, in my honest opinion. And these guys absolutely killed it. They absolutely killed it. The Lucha Brothers defending their AAA tag titles against the Young Bucks in the Escuela de la Muerte. So, the Young Bucks, like Lucha Bros, they were doing their little Cierto Miero. And I know people could get annoyed by that. I don't find that annoying. I don't know why they... Why they are they're annoyed by just chanting or taunting their opponent to get in the head. Lucha Brothers, like no, the Young Bucks, they threw a ladder at the Lucha Brothers. They super kicked the Young Bucks. Um, Lucha Brothers did, and Pentagon dives off the ladder, taking out the Bucks. Phoenix dives over the ladder, takes out uh the Young Bucks. Nick and Phoenix spring to the ladder and they and the um Older brothers go to the ladder only to eat a rolling cutters from the younger brothers. We had double suicide spears through the tables. Nick takes out Pentagon with a step-up tope. Matt takes Phoenix to a Northern Lights suplex party. Or can we can we get a shirt where it's either Northern Lights Suplex City or Northern Lights Suplex Party? I prefer Northern Lights Suplex Party. Hey, um, if someone can message this to Matt Jackson or Nick Jackson, can y'all make a shirt, Northern Lights Suplex Party? I would gladly buy that. I would gladly buy that. Um, Phoenix hits a springboard Rana on Nick through the ladder. Crowd is chanting AEW. Lucha Brothers bring a bigger ladder, and Nick super kicks Pentagon, and Matt Gorilla presses Phoenix and spears Pentagon. Phoenix tilts the ladder and Nick hits a tope con Hilo on Pentagon. Matt tilts the ladder and Phoenix hits a moonsault on Nick. Pentagon hits a sling blade off the ladder, which was a nice spot on Matt Jackson. Nick dives through the ladder, taking out Pentagon. Phoenix, I don't know if this guy's human or what, because they said the dude was injured, like he was dealing with a leg injury, and he looks fine. He looks fine. He hits a Canadian Destroyer on Matt through the ladder. Like, he jumps through the ladder, hits a Canadian Destroyer. Crowd's chanting, fight forever. I would gladly have them fight forever. But I know it could get old. Like, I know there's going to be people saying, well, it's going to get old every time they do it over and over and over again. But they have great chemistry. Anyway, Pentagon, he hit a Canadian Destroyer off a ladder through the tables, on Matt, crowd is chanting, this is awesome, both Nick and Phoenix, frog splash off the ladder, taking, and they take out their, um, <clears throat> oh, hold on, I got something in my eye here, I think I'm about to say, um, their, um, older brothers, 
Channing Eddie. Phoenix super kicks Nick, and Matt follows back with a super kick. Nick applies the sharpshooter, and Matt applies the crossface. While the latter was on Pentagon, uh, Pentagon he super kicks Matt, and it to- and it tombstones Phoenix. He tilts the ladder on Nick, and he just crashed and burned. Like, he took a nasty landing on the table. Nick is just one hardcore son of a bitch. Matt uh, takes Pentagon's mask off, which is the most disrespectful thing to do if you're a luchador. And he super kicks Phoenix. Pentagon tilts the ladder while covering his face. Lucha Brothers hit zero fear on the ladder on Matt. Lucha Brothers, they capture the AAA tag titles. They retain. And holy shit. Just holy shit. This match was absolutely amazing. Now, post-match, you had two masked men attacking both the Young Bucks and the Lucha Bros. Who could they be? My mind literally said, it's, it's LAX. It has to be LAX. And lo and behold, Santana and Ortiz are now part of AEW. AEW's tag team division is absolutely flawless. They got the Young Bucks, they got Private Party, they got the Lucha Brothers, they got the Best Friends, the Dark Order, Jurassic Express, um, and Helico and Jack Evans, SCU, and now LAX. Their tag team division is just perfect. And their tag team division is way better than WWE. And we all know that. We all know that. This is a great addition, and I'm glad that they're a part of AEW, and I can't wait to see how they mix it up with other tag teams, even though we've seen them face the Young Bucks and the Lucha Bros numerous times. But I can't wait to see how they tell the story here. Finally, our main event to crown the AEW World Championship, we had Adam Hangman Page, who who made his entrance riding through a horse, and he got to live that dream, versus the pain maker... The man who created the list, the greatest of all time, the bubbly, Chris Jericho. Now, Aubrey Edwards is officiating this match, and I'm really happy for her. I'm glad that she got the chance to officiate this awesome, this really good main event. I wouldn't call it the best main event. It was just, it was really good. Now, Hangman Page, he clotheslined Jericho out of the ring. Page hits a big boot. Goes for the cover only for a two count. Jericho hits a missile drop kick. Goes for the cover only for two. Page hits a tope suicida on Jericho and hits a jumping clothesline for a two count. He count Jericho countered Page's uh shooting star press and just put up the knees. Jericho was working on the elbows of Hangman Page. Crowd's chanting, stupid idiot. What are you looking at, stupid idiot? Huh? Jericho drop kicks Page, goes for a two count. He goes for a crossbody, and Page turns it into a fallaway slam. Page then hit the Finley roll into a sliding lariat, into a standing shooting star press for a two count. He stops Jericho from hitting the line salt, turns it into a middle rope Russian leg sweep, which is really good for a two count. Jericho applies the lion tamer, and Page fights out of it, hits a rolling forearm busting Jericho wide open in the eye. Page, Page he raked the wound of Jericho and hits the avalanche swinging neckbreaker. Goes for the cover. Close near fall. I'm like, please Jericho, please do not lose. Do not lose to this guy. 
no offense, I like Hangman Page, and I think he did a great job, but come on, it's Jericho. <laughs> it's Jericho, come on. Um, Jericho, he throws Page to the ropes. Page counters Jericho's springboard dropkick with a super kick. He hits the Buckeye, looks for the dead eye, but no, not the Buckeye. <laughs> that would be nice. The Buckshot, and looks, looks for the dead eye, but Jericho turns it into a, a, a lion tamer. Jericho, he shoves Edwards, and she gets, gets in the face. I, I love this. I really do. Ari Edwards is nothing to fuck with. Don't fuck with this female referee, please. Don't fuck with this woman, because she's officiating this match. And don't even think about getting in her face. <laughs> don't even think about it. No offense, Jericho. You're the GOAT still. Paige then hits a moonsault on the outside, and he's his knee... You know that injured knee that he had a double or nothing? He landed on the steel ramp. Jericho counted the buckshot lariat with a code breaker, and I thought that was it. And it was a close near fall. Page then hit a running elbow strike. Goes for the running shooting star press, but Jericho gets his knees up. He catches the code breaker, goes for Deadeye, but Jericho cradles him for a two count. Page manages to hit Deadeye. But it was only for a close near fall. Page then hit the buckshot lariat. Jericho hits the backslide and turns it into the Judas effect. Only one. Just one Judas effect. And becomes the inaugural world champion for AEW. This was good. I enjoyed this. I thought AEW all out as a whole. I thought this was a really great show. And I can't wait to see what they do now that they crown their first champion. This is going to be awesome. I'm looking forward to this. And I'm going to need a little bit of the bubblies. <laughs> I'm getting out of here, man. Thank you guys so much for uh, tuning into this uh, review. You guys know what you got to do. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram. Like the Facebook page. And I will see you guys for episode 29 of No One's ready for wrestling. Until then, guys, take care. Be safe. I'll talk to y'all later. Peace out. Bubbly!